Yo, 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 what's up everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, welcome to Tap Room Sports, a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around, that's right because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet, sports and beer, I'm your host Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats, here is always with my partner in crime, the Grinch himself, Mr. Big That's Ballin' right. Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? That is right. Not much, man. Enjoying uh, enjoying the holiday season. Not uh, as much as I would have liked to, but, uh, you know, we're we're here. We're, we're drinking some good beers and uh, uh, not a good day of football today, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, at least we got to watch some. How you well, doing? I mean, I'm good. I thought it was a... I mean, we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but I thought it was a very interesting weekend of football. We've been talking about for the last two weeks that we haven't had much movement, um, you know, really other than the Cardinals losing to the Lions. But we've really been just seeing favorites win, win. And this week, I think yeah. we're, we're learning a little bit more, if that makes any sense. But we're also learning less, if that makes any sense. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But, man, how was your Christmas, first of all? Yeah, uh, my Chris, my Christmas was kind of non-existent. So, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, my bad. I didn't was, mean that. Uh, so. was, oh no, it's all good. I was close contacted, so uh, couldn't couldn't spend time with the family, and uh, still testing negative. So that's uh, definitely a positive uh, positive sign there. But uh, yeah, got to and being got to safe just chill and quarantine, watch sport, and yeah, watch sports and drink some bourbon my, or what, Ben? In my uh, tradition. Oh, damn straight. Made a couple Manhattans last night. Got there some, uh, go. got some good bottles going. So, I, I mean, wasn't bad. Definitely wasn't bad, but uh, just a little different. How's yours, daughter? Uh, happy with all the, the gifts from uh, mom and dad and Santa? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Christmas, dude. Christmas is uh, it's awesome. Having a daughter makes it a lot different. You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's like less about what Christmas used to be about. Now I kind of understand why parents and grandparents like love Christmas and shit. Uh, so yeah, man, it was awesome, dude. My daughter got the Barbie dream house she wanted. She Hell was yeah. stoked on it. So yeah, man, <laughs> just, uh, you know, we get a year, uh, a year older every year, you know what I mean? So you just got to kind of savor everything, especially like with the pandemic, it's put a lot more into perspective for me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, Christmas is dope. Now it's like it just sucks because it feels like Christmas just comes and goes so fast, and it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> you know. Yep. So you know, now January years, we got bowl games, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, January means playoff football, which is fucking awesome, dude. Yep. Love playoff football. Um, and yeah, we got the college national championship coming up next week, which we'll, you know, we'll talk about um Shit, maybe we'll talk about it. I didn't even think about that until now because that's we'll on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll talk about it on, on, on uh, wagers. TSP wagers. Yeah. But yeah, man, dude, I'm yeah. stoked. Christmas is over, so we're moving on, Ben. We're talking sports, and we're drinking some good fucking beer. Yep. Oh, I always love that segue. Um, so got to uh, mention before we go into the beer aspect of the podcast that we are sponsored by Tavour. Make sure to go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app and 
Use promo code TAPROOM when signing up. You get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. In some cases, that is two beers. Um, actually, two of the uh, the beers that I got in my most recent delivery um, were that two for five. Uh, or sorry, two for 10. So always have a, a good choice in your beer selection, and you can get a ton. Both of mine are from Tower Tonight. But we wanted to incorporate beer in this podcast just as much as we uh, we wanted it to be about sports. And uh, what two things go better hand in hand is beer and sports and sports and beer. So uh, we wanted to bring that podcast uh, style to you. And really, we want you to try some new beers. We want you to get acquainted with beer and, um, you know, go out and check out those breweries, check out those bottle shops because they need support just as much as uh, everybody else. And I mean, you get a good product out of it. So definitely go and uh, definitely go check that out. Um, try some new beers. That's one of the good things about, uh, sorry, I know this is like a walking promo for Tavour, but that's a good thing about Tavour is that you get beers from all throughout the United States and, you know, beers that we normally wouldn't get in California. I'm getting, you know, on, uh, on Tavour. Um, this one, my first beer is from, oh man, I should probably have known that before. Westchester, Pennsylvania, and uh, my other one's from New York, so we can't get that here on the West Coast, but, uh, you know, it's nice to to try some new things, so make sure to go and check that out, but let's talk about our beers for the night. Jordan, what's your first one? I'm going to butcher this shit. I already know, so be prepared, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm drinking the, I can't even read it on the can, dude. It's uh, Hellas Schlenk. Kerla Lager Beer from Brower Eye Heller. Lager beer. Lager beer. Yep. I knew what I knew what a lager beer was, but uh buyer isn't it called buyer though? Don't they say lager buyer? No. no. I'm uh, sure it's it's still beer, just spelled well, more European than we do here in uh, in the States. Just spelled more German. That's impressive. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's quite interesting. It's really light, four point seven percent. You know, it's a typical nice. lager. It smells like a fucking bratwurst, though, which is fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I did I'm not see even you joking, that dude. Can. I did see yeah. you smelling that can when you first opened it's, it, so. dude. I was like, I was like, hold up, dude. Like this hell smells like a fucking bratwurst. Like it That's literally funny. smells like I'm fucking barbecuing a bratwurst, dude. And I just pulled it off the grill. Is yeah. it supposed to smell like that? I is that normal? Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Does it taste normal? I mean, it tastes like a beer, but it smells like fucking you're, you're probably dude. fine. Yeah, and you're probably fine. It's probably just something uh, in the grains that they uh, that they used. And it's or straight from knows, Germany too. Straight from Bamberg, Germany. So yeah, yeah. It's it there says it's uh, brewed in like copper copper kettles, boiled in the same copper kettles. And bottom fermented by the same yeast as the classic Eichschlenkerla Rockbeier. Okay. Its subtle smokiness hence makes the Schlenkerla style a unique representative of the traditional German lager beer type Helles. There we go. I I love Helles. Uh, so I, it it's interesting, be a good one. dude. It is yeah. good, dude. It's interesting, though. Yeah. What are you sipping on, man? 
So I am sipping on Purple Pine Drops, uh, which is a Levante Brewing Company. Um, and again, that was out of Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, coming in at 5.5%, it's a New England hazy pale ale. Um, so not an IPA. Uh, it, first sip, it doesn't necessarily taste like the pales that we normally see, but uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a, it's a good, nice smooth and, and creamy from this uh this first sip it's got strata and um simcoe hops in it so you know two that we're definitely you know used to having in our beers and yeah let's see it uh says that it smells like ripened berries and plump buds of cannabis but i'm not getting either of those but I feel like uh, every brewery that says like that their beer is supposed to smell like cannabis never does mm-hmm <laughs> It, uh, it, yeah, I don't get that dankiness that I, I normally you know, get with the, some some of those beers. Is this the brewing company from Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, they don't yep. know shit about weed, dude. They're, they're used to the fucking <laughs> swag, bro. No offense if you're from so, Pennsylvania, but yeah. So, yeah. y'all don't know what's We'll see up, how this dude. one is. We'll see how this one is. I'm saying that like I've ever been to Pennsylvania. Actually, I've been there one time, but I was a lot younger, so it's a little different. <laughs> But y'all know you ain't fucking with the West Coast. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some NFL. Starting off strong. Yeah, let's get into some <laughs> NFL football. So, I mean, obviously last week, you know, one of the main topics we touched on was the playoff picture. You know, things are getting more clear now. Like, even though the Cardinals lost, they still clinched a playoff spot today with the loss of – uh um who lost today that all the uh vikings the vikings lost uh arizona tampa bay clinch playoff spots rams clinch a playoff spot cowboys clinch a playoff spot packers clinch their division already so they they're like the number one seed heading into uh oh and the buccaneers clinch their division so those are basically the two top seeds heading into the nfc based on percentage points though tampa bay number four in the AFC picture, Ben, things are a little bit more murky, dude, because we have a lot of teams that are still alive. Obviously, Denver, Cleveland have a lot of work to do. Miami, with a win tomorrow, jumps, I believe, ahead of uh, – I believe they get they will be in the playoffs if they win tomorrow. Right? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, they'll be in the yep. playoffs if they win tomorrow. Um, so we're getting a lot clear of a picture here uh raiders still alive for the playoffs chargers drop a big one to houston they basically could have cemented their fate today if they won against houston they would have been in the driver's seat for a playoff yep. spot um kansas city ben a team at one point where people were questioning if they were going to make the playoffs arguably the best team in the league right now arguably Absolutely. defense yep. is playing lights out but I'm going to switch things up normally because I I just feel like we have so much to talk about that I want to focus on, like, you know, something a little bit what you want to talk about, a little bit of what I want to talk about. So what's your thoughts this week, dude? Like, what's the number one thing that stood out to you this week? Uh, uh, Houston destroying the Chargers, I think, was the number one thing that that, uh, stood out to me. Um, Just a... Uh, actual absolute shell shock for me um, coming into this week. I would have never guessed that the 
Texans would be able to put up 41 points on a pretty good defense. Um, you know, Mills had a day. I mean, Herbert still played well. If he didn't have those two interceptions, you know, it would be a completely different game. But um, yeah, I think that was that was the biggest shock to me. Um, I didn't think Houston was going to win any more games this season. Um, and, you know, look at them, they're four and 11. So probably not the best of news for Houston because that bumps them up a lot on the, uh, the draft pick kind of well, level. It's but, interesting. You, it's interesting. You say that because I actually think that it's better for them to win games because what this is kind of similar to Miami when Miami had that, year two years ago where they were a lot better than people expected and we were like mm-hmm. oh wow dude the, this team is bought into brian flores like brian flores is a great head coach and i feel the yeah. same way about david coley from from the texans um mm-hmm. an interesting fact dude david coley came from new england so did brian flores so very similar styles probably you know because they both yeah. learned from bill belichick but it I think this is good going forward because nobody expected the Texans to win four games, dude. Like no. they beat expectation. Their over under was three and a half. So they, they beat Vegas's expectation. Uh, they beat everybody's expectation. So I think this is good going forward. Is Davis Mills the answer at quarterback? Probably not. But considering if things get cleared up with Deshaun Watson's legal case, they could trade him for a haul dude and get a ton of draft picks in return and really fortify this team uh, because they are a lot better than, than we anticipated and especially the defense. So how much holes do they really have? I guess is what it, you know what I mean? So it is good for them. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, a two game win streak is again, something we would have never thought um, was going to happen. But I think you mentioned the whole Sean Watson is yes. If he, if everything does clear up, they, you know, get a, a good haul for him, but if everything doesn't, then they're sitting on a lot of dead cap and that's going to be something that's really I'm difficult. I'm pretty sure to... that if, if he goes to jail though, I'm pretty sure that his cap doesn't count, dude. I'm pretty sure that's like his contract is voided. Is it? Oh, it has to be, dude. That's like, there's no way an NFL team would would put like guaranteed money in a have contract, to. especially after Aaron Hernandez. Who knows though how long these, you know, if if things don't clear up, who knows how long the court cases are gonna are gonna kind of continue. Um, this could be a very long court process, well, the- which goes in next year, and can't cut him because he's he's still gonna be due a lot of money, but. You know, it's it's that, and this is all just a, you know, a, a devil's advocate type deal. But if he doesn't, like, I, I mean, I don't expect them to compete next year. But they really know though, like, cap issues. Who knows? I mean, look how fast Miami was able to compete. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Davis Mills is like that bad, dude. He's been servant like definitely serviceable he's definitely a lot better than he was his first couple starts absolutely Absolutely. you know what i mean so who's to say that he's not just going to continue to get improved i mean this is a guy they drafted in the third round so they obviously thought highly of him he came out of a good program in stanford i mean not great but it was it's still a good program it's uh you know they've got good coaching they've got good you know good quarterbacks that have come out of 
you know, the university. And he was a so, he was a five star recruit coming out of out of high school, dude. Yeah. The only reason why he fell to the third round was because he was kind of hurt in college. Yeah, you know, but, but he yeah, played well in college. Yep. But yeah, no, so I think I'd say that. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was I was just gonna say I think it's I don't think it's necessarily bad for Houston because as yeah. bad as they need a quarterback, I mean they'll still be. I mean, I don't even think I shouldn't say as bad as they need a quarterback because who knows, dude, if Davis Mills keeps progressing like this, he could be their future, dude. So, I mean, yeah, they can still get a good draft pick, you know, from five to seven or wherever they're going to draft three to three to five. I think the bigger thing, the bigger comedy thing is that the Jaguars are going to have the number one overall pick again, dude. (laughs) Again. Again. Yeah. Yikes. That's brutal. Man. And. Man, Lawrence has not been able to do a single thing. Well, he did look better like, today. Yeah, but he still for like get 265 yards. Yeah, but I mean, he still looked decent, though. He didn't look terrible. He didn't look terrible yeah. last week either. I think the biggest thing about Jacksonville is really the – I mean, the coaching staff was dog shit, dude. Like, he was in a toxic sure. situation, and that's tough for a rookie quarterback to overcome. Yeah. Um, I do think the – I do think that the the talk because everyone was saying he was the best quarterback prospect to come out since Andrew Luck. I did, I think that's been put to rest because Andrew Luck had a dog shit situation and led his team to the playoffs his rookie yeah. season. So I definitely think we could put that to rest. But you know, I, I I still think that you know Lawrence can be good. I mean, Josh Allen was terrible his rookie year, and look at where he's yeah. at now compared to his rookie year. So. I don't want to judge him too much. Yes, he was underwhelming, but given the circumstances, and maybe I shouldn't be the one saying this because I've been making excuses for Sam Darnold for fucking three years, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I Very mean, dude, fun. we gotta we gotta at least give him another year or two and a coaching staff. Yeah. Jags. You want me? Yeah, the Jags. Um. I got one more, All right, and then we'll I got a, a couple questions for you. What what your opinion on? Um, right. Holy crap, Joe Burrow! What a day for Jumbo Joe. Um, Five hundred and twenty five yards. He was eighty uh, percent for the day. Going, uh, what was it? Uh, Thirty seven and forty six. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and eleven, almost eleven and a half yards of catch. Um, huge, huge day for Burrow. Best uh, best day that. Cincinnati has ever had out of a quarterback, which is, um, I mean, Cincinnati isn't necessarily known for having top QBs, but well, they had Boomer Esiason, Carson Palmer, they had some good quarterbacks. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily the, put Palmer up. People there, forget but. the Bengals in the '80s were one of the best franchises of football. I mean, they went to the That's Super true. Bowl. You know what I mean? Like I, they lost, they got dog walked, they got dog walked by the Niners, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but what a, what a game from uh, Cincinnati's offense. Um, you know, Mixon did his job. I mean, he only got 65 yards today, but, uh, you know, it he, he ran when he needed a run. You had T. Higgins with almost 200 receiving yards. Um, you know, they're lucky they were playing against Baltimore's third string because the offense couldn't really do much. But, you know, they walked over Baltimore's defense and – to me, that's that's pretty impressive. I don't want to like give myself a pat on the back, but Ben, remember during the live draft show we did when the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase, I was the only one that said it was a great pick. 
Yeah. I said, this is a phenomenal pick because now they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe well, Burrow. I mean, T. Higgins was not the T. Higgins that played Yeah, last but T. Year. Higgins was great last year as a rookie. He was a rookie last year. He was okay last year. Yeah. He was a rookie. I, I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. But now but that he has I Jamar Chase on the other side, you can't double yeah. team. If you double team Jamar Chase, which has been happening, T. Higgins is like going one on one. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, sorry, of course. Thank you. Uh, thank you, website, for playing a video while I opened it up. Um, no, we were all on the uh, on board with them taking Sewell with their. Oh, pick you and Brian they, wanted. Uh, yeah, you wanted them to take Sewell. I did too. I, I thought Sewell was a good pick, but yeah, I said Jamar I Chase. Anyone I said Jamar Chase was a bad pick. We I just said, thought that they disagree. The hole that they needed to to fill was that offensive line, and I mean, uh, Burrow is is mobile enough that he can you know he can get away from those pass rushers. But I mean, well, their offensive our, line has been our main much point at too. the draft show was absolutely. But imagine what it would be like if they had Sewell. And he wasn't stuck in Detroit. But I mean, Detroit's building something uh, nice too, dude. It's going to be a couple of years for Detroit. They are, they're building, but it's, uh, I mean, they got a lot of issues there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. T. Higgins, Chase, Boyd, Mixon, like those, that's a, you have a, a lot of weapons, core. dude. Yeah. That's a good core for, you know, for, you know, this Cincinnati offense that, you know, was definitely subpar last year and very far away from being good before they got Burrow. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting. Thing. The funny thing is, is like DVOA, they're 20th overall, which is crazy to me because they seem to put up points, but the more you look at it, they are pretty Jekyll and Hyde. Like, they'll have a great week and then a bad week and then a great week yeah. and then a bad week and then two good weeks. And then they obviously went on that little skid in the middle of the year. But, man, Cincinnati's yeah. a good team, dude. They're a good team, and they're they're, they're going to be a good team for a couple of years, dude, for a few – Yeah. For and I think a big part foreseeable of that, future. Yeah, I think a big part of that is, like you said, they're young. You had Burrow, who, and, Burrow and Higgins, who are in their second year, and then you've got Chase, who's a rookie, and Mixon's what in his fourth, maybe fifth year. Yeah, he's like their oldest dude, <laughs> or and, at least yeah. of their skill players. Yeah. So like, they they definitely have a lot of room to continue growing, and I think that's going to be something that you know we we see them just continuing to go you know up and up and up. Yeah. So I think there's a I think there's a bright future in Cincinnati, and Burrow has it right. There's nothing to do in Cincinnati, so they can't get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, tell that to Pac-Man Jones, dude. He figured out how to get in trouble there. <laughs> but man, I mean, so for me, like this week is like so crazy, which is why I wanted to ask you a lot of questions too, because there's like a lot of stuff I want to talk about. <laughs> but I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to like minimize as much as possible. Number one, obviously, my Arizona Cardinals. I said last week I wouldn't be shocked if they lost out. 
I wasn't shocked that they lost the game on Saturday, but I was shocked at how they lost the game. Or I shouldn't say shocked at how – I shouldn't be shocked at how they lost the game. But, I mean, like, they very well could have won that game if their kicker fucking could make kicks. Yeah, um, that's a big one. And even and even as bad as they played, if their kicker made kicks, they were in that game. Like, that was the biggest difference in the game. And they played a shitty game. So, it's like – but that's that's the thing between in the NFL, dude. That's that's the things that make and break a game because these teams are so damn close in talent. Every team yeah. that like you have to capitalize on on points, dude. And if you don't, if you leave points on the field, you're fucked. Period. Well, and I think you a big thing I mean? that happened in that that game was penalties too. You know, you have eleven penalties for eighty five yards. You know, compared to a team that's got five for forty. Like that's that's a big swing right there. Um, and so all of the Cardinals this. penalties were like on third down, dude. Yeah, <laughs> to extend drive. Gotta be like disciplined. And let's see, first downs off of penalties. Yeah, in uh, Indy had four first downs off of penalties. So and first that and hurts. foremost, that pass interference on Marco Wilson was fucking bullshit. That was a terrible <laughs> fucking call. There were a lot but, of bad calls this week. But regardless. Uh, regardless of how it was officiated, that was a game the Cardinals were in if their kicker made kicks. So they have True. nobody to blame but themselves, period. Yeah, and and the discipline. They, they got to be more disciplined. And, you know, especially when you're playing a team like Indianapolis, who, like you said, are so tight and, you know, who are, are going to be in every Frank game. Frank Reich, man. Um, Frank Reich. Yeah. yeah. Great head coach. So it's a... It, it was definitely a tough loss. Um, I don't think it was as bad as last week, but uh, you know, it, it's. It, well, I think it's, it's. I think it's just it as hurt. bad because that's a that's a game where literally, if your kicker makes kicks, you are in that game, dude. Yeah. Arguably, win it. I mean, their kicker left fucking nine points on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Are on the field. I mean, that's hard next week. We got a yeah, hard dude. matchup. Well, They're Seattle fucked. shouldn't be that. They'll, they'll be able to beat Seattle. I know Seattle comes out strong, you know, against division games, in division games, but uh, the, I still think they'll be able to beat Seattle. Um, but also, like, Hopkins going down so. really shows how much, you know, how much the offense kind of depends on having that extra man, you know, that extra Well, that's option. because it's, it's not necessarily good. the extra option, but – DeAndre Hopkins does very well is you have to double team him. So he takes exactly. two he takes two defensive players away from everybody else. So everybody else is basically yeah. fucking playing one on one and all they have to do is beat one on one. Now the team can just sit in a zone because none of those guys are great one on one receivers like DeAndre Hopkins. You only need to double all those other guys, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's yeah. like that's the big difference. That's the biggest difference to me is just the attention that DeAndre Hopkins takes away. Um, I mean, you're right. You're dead. You're absolutely right about the discipline. I mean, that's a, that's been my thing with Cliff Kingsbury, dude. Is like the guy is a genius play designer, dude. He makes some genius yep. plays, but he's a fucking dumbass clock manager. He can't manage a fucking clock to save his life, and the team is just undisciplined, and especially on yep. defense. And that's Vance Joseph. He's a defensive coordinator. And for some reason, they draft Zavin Collins in the first round. This dude refuses to play him, dude. 
Joe Walker yeah. got burned time and time again in that game for first downs, dude. And fucking yeah. Zayvon Collins is over there on the sideline. A, a kid that is a linebacker who's good at covering. Like, I, I can't stand – Vance Joseph has to go for this team to do anything. <laughs> but honestly, I think both Vance Joseph and Cliffs – I think the whole coaching staff is gone, to be honest. If, if they lose yeah. out and lose their first playoff game, I think they're all gone because this team has talent. We've seen it. Yep. But it's poorly coached. So- one of the, the questions that I kept coming up with, uh, the, you know, this week is Kyler's record pre and post his, uh, you know, his, his bye week beginning of the season, they come out strong. He's, uh, he's well positive, but then I think he's like eight and 16. I, I don't know the numbers itself, but like eight and 15, eight and 16, um, you know, post bye week. Well, and his first year, I wouldn't put a lot know, of weight into yeah, but any any thoughts on why that might be happening? Well, I mean, last year he got that AC joint injury halfway through the year. He was never the same, couldn't throw. And then yeah. this year he gets that ankle injury, comes back, gets healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is out. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I mean, Kyler has to be better, dude. His offensive line fucking sucks, So, Motherfuckers yeah. can't even fucking hike a ball. They can't even get it to him. You know what I mean? So... I just it, – it's tough to pinpoint on Kyler because this team has so many fucking issues that it's like – like it wasn't Kyler's fault that Matt Prater missed fucking kicks. It wasn't his fault oh, that the defense couldn't stop the run. It's it's not his fault. But, I mean, these are, these are issues throughout the season. I mean, last week they let a fucking safety turned running back fucking run for like 150 yards, dude. Yeah. Like that can't – that cannot happen, dude. You can't win football games in the NFL – if you get dominated on the ground like that and cannot, and you are letting teams in third and short, dude, you can't win football games, period. Mm-hmm. This team has issues, though. I said it from the jump. They can't stop the run. They were doing very well because they were playing ahead. Now they're not playing ahead because they're not getting turnovers. I don't think that, they haven't got a turnover in like fucking three weeks, dude. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest difference, dude. They're not getting turnovers. They need to get turnovers and they're not. Yeah, they're not playing well. They suck. <laughs> and at this point, they're not going to win a playoff game at all. And they're probably going to get fucking waxed by Dallas next week. Yeah, I can definitely see that uh, that happening. Definitely crazy. Uh, they got a turnover last week against Detroit. But the other thing I want to talk about, which is actually what I want to start with, though, Ben, was the Dallas Washington game. I mean. Dude, if you are Washington, this is the most embarrassing performance. Like, why even get off the bus, dude? They were they were down forty two to seven and a half. Like, that was the most pathetic fucking game I've seen an NFL team play. Like, they played a worse football game than the Detroit Lions have all year. Then the Atlanta Falcons have played all year. Then all these dog shit teams have played. I mean, even they played a worse game than even the Jacksonville Jaguars have played this year. Like. How, if if you're Washington, like, how do you justify keeping Ron Rivera as the head coach? Like, that game looked like nobody cared, dude. And the teammates are fighting each other on the sidelines. I mean, dude, this shit was just brutal, Ben. Yeah. Well, I think part of this is that, you know, Dallas came out to play. Washington definitely did not. Um, I think this is part of the problem is that, 
you know, we're, we're on national television and a, a primetime game and, you know, everyone is going to just see this, this molly whopping as, as you call it. Um, and it, it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. And I, I don't think Ron Vera is necessarily the problem. Um, yeah, but I, it looked like he I, lost I know, the locker room by that performance. Uh, like th- those were not dudes that would run through a wall for their head coach. I don't think they'd run through a wall for their teammate. Yeah, but I, I mean that that all starts with the head coach because the head coach has to get everybody to buy in. Like, dude, people aren't gonna like people all the time, dude. But Bill Belichick yeah. is dudes to buy into to playing with each other. You know what I mean? Like, bro, yeah. that, sh- that I shit mean, is awful, dude. I don't think Heineke is the answer. I don't think Allen is the answer. I don't think Fitzpatrick is the answer. Um, and uh, I, I the Heineke ship has sailed for sure. Yeah. I think that should be their, you know, their biggest, their biggest draw for this offseason is to figure out that offense because their offensive line is not protecting him. Um, they're not protecting anybody. Um, they need a quarterback who can put the ball somewhat close to their receivers. They're not even coming close to that. Um, I don't think Gibson is the answer. Um at running back, I think, you know, they've got to figure something out or maybe it's offensive line, not giving him the holes, uh, not protecting, you know, that rush to, you know, give him an opportunity to really make moves. Um, I mean, they, they've got so many problems. I think with, um, you know, Chase Young back, I think that'll definitely help and, you know, give him, give them some time with, uh uh, who was the one that they drafted this year? Uh, the linebacker. Jamin. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Jamin. Jamin. Jamin Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I think give him, give him time, um, you know, and, and make that defense be, you know, as, as good as they were last year, but even better because they have the opportunity to be one of the best pass rushes in in football. Um, and you know, the, the injury to, to chase young is, is huge. Um, and that's probably something that you don't come back from, but they, they gotta do a lot, man. I, I, I don't put this all on Ron Rivera though. I'm not saying put you, it's not all on him, but somebody has to be held accountable for a performance like this. And it's much easier to hold a head coach accountable than fucking 54 guys or 53 guys. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing about being a head coach, dude, like that, unfortunately that's the fallout when you suck. You know what I mean? And that's why we see head coaches get fired. Yeah. There's still a six and 19. They're in the upper half of, uh, you know, but there are six and 19 that was projected to compete for the division. Like they fall in very short of expectations. Yeah, And we, we could say that Ryan Fitzpatrick going down, yes, that sucks, Chase Young getting hurt, but the defense started playing better when Chase Young went down. Whether that's – I don't think it's necessarily because Chase Young went down. I think it was just they just were playing better at that point. They, they probably realized that they had to. But since – I mean, dude, they've had like 
three bad weeks in a row now since they were six and six. You know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah, not a good football team. Taylor Heineke is not the answer at all. Like, I thought he could be a starting quarterback. I still think he's a serviceable backup. He's just not a guy that yeah. is going to win a division, dude. Like, he's not going. He's not a starting ca- quarterback. And I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is either. I think they're both no. the same caliber of player. Like, unless their yeah. defense was playing lights out, top three, like, which we expected, like, those guys aren't going to win you a division. And I think that's yeah. – Obviously, they, but that's a lot of questions because their defense isn't that defense we thought it was. So they got to fix that. Then they also need a quarterback. I mean, they have so many holes, dude. I just, I don't even know where to fucking start. And they need a fucking name, dude. I'm tired of calling this yeah. team the fucking football team, dude. Get these motherfuckers a name. Like, come, what the fuck are we doing here, dude? You think Jimmy G goes to uh, Washington? I mean, that uh, Jimmy G, Derek Carr. I mean, if, if I'm Washington, I'm in the, I'm in the market for any quarterback. Hell, I'll take nah, – I wouldn't take Sam Darnold, but he'd basically <laughs> be the same thing as Heineke. Yeah. But he, you know what I mean? Like, give me Jimmy G. Jimmy G is an upgrade over Heineke for sure. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, Carr is definitely an upgrade. I mean, they have to yep. upgrade at quarterback. And the problem yeah, is, no is like, they suck, but they don't suck enough to get a top quarterback in the draft. So, it's like yep. they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, right now they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's uh, nine teams ahead of them. Sorry, no, there are eight teams ahead of them. So they'll still be able to get a decent pick. But, you know, if you're looking for a QB that's going to be a true starter, which, to be honest, I don't know if there are any QBs that are going to be true starters within this draft. No, I Um, think this is a – dude, quick note here. I think this is a sneaky good quarterback draft, dude. I think there's three guys in this draft that will all be good quarterbacks at the next level. Matt Corral, Matt Corral uh, Kenny Pickett from Pitt, and um, Carson Strong from Nevada. I think those three guys are future NFL quarterbacks. Do you see them first-rounders? Well, Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral are definitely first-round talents. I think Carson right. Strong is a first-round talent, too, but because he plays at Nevada and no one really knows about him, I mean, obviously, scouts are yeah. going to know about him and shit, but I, I think he's going to go, like, in the late first round. But trust me, when – when uh, what's it called? The um, When they go and work out, the, um, the combine. Five. Combines, yeah. And pro days, dude, I'm telling you, when scouts get to see this kid's arm, dude, he's gonna it's going to be like Patrick Mahomes, dude. Everyone – thought Patrick Mahomes was like a third rounder. And then once he started throwing the ball and people started paying attention, it was like, whoa, this kid got a fucking arm. You know what I mean? Same okay. thing with Carson Strong, dude. And yeah. people don't understand, like, Nevada's offensive line fucking sucked, dude. And he still had a good – like, he still led them a good team. If, you, if you're if you bored out there, go watch on YouTube. Watch Carson Strong's final drive against Fresno State this year. A thing of beauty, dude. Thing of beauty. Anyways, I digress. So I got uh, I got one more thing for you, um, and that uh, that has to do with uh, the division winner. Um, we've got the Bills and the Patriots right now, and I mean to be perfectly honest, in my opinion, that's it's well. I mean, it's, they're both nine and six teams. That that division is definitely up in the air. Um, you've got the Bills who have Atlanta and the Jets. 
uh, left. And then you've got the Patriots with Jacksonville and Miami. Um, so I'd, I'd say that with Miami there, the Patriots have a, a little bit harder of a schedule, but which teams in Miami too, right? In Miami. Yeah. No, nah, that's, I would honestly chalk that as an L for new England. They don't win in Miami and yeah, unless it's in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, so I, I think Bills? Buffalo is going to win the division because they definitely Atlanta and what the Jets and the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. It's it's yeah. the Bills to lose. Because, yeah. I mean, Miami, too, Ben, is going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Yep. And that last game may be do or die for them. It could very well be. Let's see. Who do they have? Uh, who does Miami have left in uh, in this? Titans and Patriots and then the Saints tomorrow. Got a tough schedule. Who do the Raiders play left? Who do they have left? They got the Chargers uh, left, right? Colts and Chargers, I believe. Yeah, let me pull that up. Raiders have... Yeah, Colts and Chargers. All right, so they're going all in two. So they're going to be eight and nine. So they're I need, out. I need them at least to uh, to get one more loss. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> they definitely not beating out. the Colts, dude. Yeah, no, they're not going to be the Colts. And I have a feeling the Chargers are going to be going for a spot, you know, so they're going to need they're going to need that W as well. So and what a boring ass game that was today. Good Lord. Denver and uh, and uh, Vegas. Man, you can't, man, dude. The Raiders should have. They would have lost to Cleveland if Cleveland was even remotely healthy. Uh, well, they yeah, would have dude. lost today if Teddy Checkdown was in. Lock eh, is not good. Neither is Teddy Bridgewater. That, At least Drew Lock can throw that, the ball down the field. Yeah, but he threw it ten yards over their heads every single pass. They had they had 158 total yards today. 140. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But they couldn't even that's run the ball, dude. Really bad. No, they couldn't run the, the ball. They yeah, Raiders off the defensive line looked really good today. Um, to be honest, that's in my eyes the only th- and uh who was uh who was that wide receiver that Renfro? No, uh Moreau. Oh, the tight end? Yeah. Foster Moreau. No. Who maybe it was uh Jones. It was Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah, oh, number okay, seven. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for Jones and Moreau, like that was uh that trash was today. Um, you know, I that to me that was probably the most boring game of the week. Um, it was that was bad. That was bad. And of course, in the Bay Area, that's the game I get to watch. So <laughs> that's yep. what it is. That's but, how it goes. Yeah. All right. So we've got the Bills winning the division, Patriots coming in in second with a yep. wild card. So yep. okay. agree with that. Okay. All right. Let's let's hop into our top five teams of the week because I feel like we're going to have some movement this week. Absolutely. So, Ben, last week you had uh, Green Bay number one, Kansas City number two, Arizona number three, Dallas number four, 
uh, Tam or you had New England number five. Where are you at this week with your top five teams? All right, so I've got a lot of movement. Definitely got a lot of movement. Um, the biggest is that Arizona has dropped out of my list. Uh, they are probably at six or seven with the uh, you know another loss. Um, you know within the last what are they foreign? Not good. Foreign, foreign <laughs> Yeah, in the last uh, eight. So um, we are going to be moving up the Rams. Uh, Rams got a big uh, win this week against the Vikings. Um, so they're going to be in my number five spot. Uh, number four is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, as much as I don't like to have them in my top five, they are deserving of it. Um, actually, absolutely docked the Panthers uh, this week. Dallas moving up from uh, from four to three for me um i mean we talked about the way that they played against uh, washington and man it, when they put things together they are a really really good football team uh number two is going to be green bay i wasn't too impressed with their win uh this week and that kind of dropped them down a little bit for me um you know they it, that was way too close with the browns and uh should have honestly lost that game yeah they should have. And, and Baker threw Browns four picks. Inter- yep, four interceptions of that is ridiculous that it was only a two-point game. Uh, so that leaves Kansas City as number one. They're moving up from uh, from number two from last week. Uh, offense on point, defense on point. And, um, I mean, they put up points quick on, uh, on Pittsburgh today, and they could have kept going and put up 56 like Dallas did. Um, but they kind of uh, slowed slowed the roll. I'm glad to see Clyde edwards Hilaire getting a bigger, uh, making a bigger impact. And I think they're going to need that that run game uh, with their push in the playoffs. So nice. We'll go with those five. So last week I had Green Bay number one, Kansas City number two, Arizona number three, Dallas number four, New England number five. Uh, so my top five this week. I'm gonna start from number five. I'm going Indianapolis Colts. Love what they've done in the last eight weeks. Started the year one and four. Since then, I mean, just on an absolute tear, dude. Seven and two on the year. And two of those two losses, honestly, very well could have been wins, dude. They should have won that Tampa Bay game. Um, You know, should have, would have, could have. But they really let that game get out of their their grip. So I I like Indy, dude. I love what they're doing. Uh, Number four. Los Angeles Rams, number three, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense looks very, 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 very fucking good, dude. They rush the passer. uh, They get turnovers. I mean, this is a great defense. Number two, Kansas City. Kansas City, Ben, one of the best defenses in the league the last six weeks, dude, which is fucking crazy. You top that with how their offense is starting to turn the corner now. Even did it without Travis Kelsey today. Give me Kansas City number two. And then number one, I still got to go Green Bay, but I do agree with you. Um, They do let games get too close. But the thing is, is like they get up huge and then they kind of just like play prevent, dude. But uh, I do agree with you, dude. They do let things get very interesting, which is not a good habit, dude. (laughs) It is not a good habit. But I'm going to keep them at number one right now just because they have Aaron Rodgers. And an honorable mention is going to be Tampa Bay. I'm not – I mean, dude, they beat Carolina, bro. Like, they lost That's 9 nothing to the Saints last week, dude. So That's very true. <laughs> I didn't forget about that. But let's take yep. a break. 
Um, we'll come right back. We'll hop into, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Iman Shumpert's comments about LeBron James, the NHL, uh, just a lot going on. Dude. So yep. we'll get, we'll get back into it. So stay locked. We'll be right back. It's NFL season. And that means it's time to gamble on football. Don't worry about spending endless nights researching games. We've got you covered. I'm big ball and Ben Larson. And I'm Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And I'm Steady, Eddie Martin, and we are the APR Podcast. Join us every Thursday morning as we dive in and handicap every game of the upcoming week. Impress your friends and family with your newfound knowledge of NFL football. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you all there. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. All right, we are back. Make sure to check out APR that's the annexation of Puerto Rico podcast where we go over every single NFL game of the week. We put out some best bets. We've got a, a draft. It's a ton of fun. Absolutely ton of fun, but it is time to get into our second beer of the night. First one is down the hatch. Now we've got number two. So tell me, what do you do? What are you doing for your second one? So I'm finishing off the holiday season, Ben, with a, with one of Mason Ale Works' holiday uh, rendition beers. This is nice. It's their holiday IPA. It's an unfiltered India Pale Ale coming in at 7%. Um, not sure what hops are in here. Does it say? Let me see. Uh, hops, we got Simcoe, Chinook, and CTZ. We got some pine and uh, tree needles. So, I mean, it smells like a fucking Christmas tree, dude. It's just kind of weird. But we go. looking no, forward to this one, man. In, uh, in hops. So that's where you're getting it from is, is that hop smell. What so. are you sipping on for your second beer? I see it's from Evil Twin. So I have an Evil Twin beer. Yeah. So uh, just got this in my shipment. I was a, a few days late on drinking it. I should have gotten three a before, a during, and after Christmas because it is called the before, during, and after Christmas beer. Um, so this is a, a, a double dry hopped, double IPA, uh, hazy IPA. It is coming in at 8%. Oh, I thought this was the, the heavier uh, heavier one, but uh, 8% is pretty good. Um, it is um, it is a revamped. Oh, that's where it comes from. So they are remaking the one that they put out in Europe, which was a 10% beer. Um, and this is just a little less uh, alcohol for us Americans here. Um, so it is, uh, it's it's got the tropical fruits. It's got the orange zest um, kind of hints to it. So I'm, I'm stoked about this one. It, it's, it's been a while since I've had an IPA from Evil Twin. Most of them are, are sours or the sour IPAs. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Can't wait. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can't wait to All hear right, that one. We are going to be, uh, I mean, it, not too much happened this week uh, in, in the world of sports. Um, so we're going to be skipping straight to our Pour Me Another segment. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about NBA. We're going to be talking about NHL within this, uh, this segment. So Pour Me Another, that's our TMZ aspect of the podcast where we, you know, we just go over things that uh, really need to be talked about but might not get the whole the whole shebang um so let's start it off we're going to start with mba uh so we have iman schubert uh sorry shumpert uh was on the bootleg kev podcast this week and made some interesting comments about his former teammate lebron james 
Uh, most eye-opening quote was him saying, it wasn't KD, it was LeBron first going to Miami who ruined basketball. Uh, he thought he was making it better. Me personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty that I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth ball down. So I'm asking you, what are your thoughts? Did LeBron ruin the NBA? Man, lots of unpacking this quote. First of all, Amon Shumpert is fucking a lunatic and delusional <laughs> for thinking that the NBA has loyalty. I mean, this is a dude that was traded and cut several times. No yep. team was ever loyal to him. So what loyalty is he speaking of? He's I think the, of the loyalty from him to the team, like players to the teams. But why would you have loyalty to a team that isn't loyal to you? It, go, yep. it works both ways. I mean, the... This is the same problem we're coming across in America right now. We have corporations and we have labor. And right now we're seeing laborers take rights into their own hands, dude. You know what I mean? And like demanding more from their employers, etc. And LeBron was, he definitely was the first dude to do that uh, in the NBA. And, you know, you could say, oh, he ruined basketball because he made super teams. But what he did was he took his own career into his own hands he said i am not going to wait for an nba franchise or a general manager to build a team that fits me and can win with i am going to do it on my own and that's what he did and it's worked and why how can you blame him dude i mean this guy was in cleveland for seven seasons and all the best they could do for him was get him a washed up Antoine Jameson in his 13th season and Mo Williams. That was the best they could do. And you yeah. expect him to go out and beat the Boston Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen? Like, it wasn't going to happen, dude. He had to do yeah. what was best for him. You know, will we be saying this right now if he recruited Bosch and Wade to Cleveland? No. People will probably be saying, oh, LeBron had to go get his friends to play with him. You know what I mean? Like, there was always going to be an anti-LeBron narrative, regardless well, of how. Bosch, didn't he? he recruited Bosch to, Bosch to Miami, but I'm saying like if he stayed in Cleveland and recruited Dwayne Wade okay. and Chris gotcha. Bosch, gotcha. the narrative gotcha. would have shifted to, oh, LeBron needs uh, Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was always going to be an anti-LeBron narrative, regardless, dude. He's he's yeah. a polarizing guy. And the, a big part of that is because of the decision, dude. People didn't like that he went on TV to decide where he was going to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I still run. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I think it was, you know, his whole, you know, the decision was was definitely too televised and and made into too big of a deal. But that's part of being, you know, the best player in, in the sport at the time. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, that we're probably seeing Shumpert kind of get, you know, getting his feels over this was because he literally was the best player in basketball looking for a new a new team and you know you're you're absolutely right there that uh you know he you know needed to go out and go to a place where he would have won um because i don't think cleveland was necessarily the best place for that um so and the, the only people we have to blame in all of this ben is ourselves and when i say ourselves i mean fans and media because we hold these elite players to this expectation. You must win a championship to be a great player, yeah. right? So it's like that. That's not necessarily 
you have to think of it in context. Like if you if you look at it in context of where LeBron was in Cleveland, I mean he drug a dog shit Cleveland team to the finals. But yeah. instead of saying instead of looking at it like, oh wow, dude, like that team should have never made the finals, but LeBron was so good that they got there. We looked at it like <laughs> LeBron sucks, dude. He got swept by the Spurs in four games, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how we look at it. We don't look at it the other way. And I, I don't mean I don't mean everybody. I'm just saying in general, like the masses, and that's why he went to Miami with Wade and Bosch because he knew that his legacy was going to be defined by championships. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's very very true. And same thing for Kevin Durant, dude. Like, yeah, how can we blame Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors? Everyone says, oh, he took the easy route. I mean, he took the best route to win a championship. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, to get paid. Yeah. That's well, I mean, he so, was going to get paid regardless of where you went because well, yeah, yeah. only a certain amount he could make. But, but adding a championship definitely boosted that up. Well, yeah, because it's his legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although, although we can argue what it did for Kevin Durant, because I think Kevin Durant really did like ir- irritate people for choosing to go to the best team. <laughs> Yeah. But, yep. you know, we only have ourselves to blame for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. All right. Uh, let's talk some NHL, dude. Or a big part of what's going on right now. So since we last talked, since we talked last week, the NHL is officially backed out of the Olympics, Ben. They've gone on a holiday COVID break spanning from the 22nd to the 27th. When the break concludes on Tuesday, 64 games will have been postponed. The Canadian border will reopen to American teams, and the NHL has planned to play the postponed games during the time the Olympics would have been taking place. In an an announcement Sunday, teams will now be allowed a taxi squad of six players that will not be subject to transfer scenarios. Islanders GM Lou Lamarillo. Did I say that right? Got it. Lou Lamarillo has stated that it's my understand or quote, it's my understanding that every game that is scheduled now will be played, unquote. Is this a smart move for the NHL? And do you think the NBA will follow with a break or G League taxi squad? I don't think it's a smart move for the NHL. Um, And I don't think it would be a smart move for the NBA uh, because what are fans going to see? They're going to see the superstar players on the team. And if these superstar players aren't playing, they're not going to be getting the attendance they need, um, the the money that they need to make to, you know, get these, you know, get these games and, and arenas filled. And I, I mean, I do like the whole, you know, trans, no transfer scenarios for those six taxi squad players. But, you know, we're talking AHLers that are not of quality. I mean, they're, they're in the AHL for a reason. Um, and, you know, we have what Lou Lamarillo is saying that, you know, every single game is going to be played, but here they do, they go coming out tonight saying that there's going to be a, a game postponed on Tuesday when the break concludes and then two more on Wednesday. So For who? Uh, NHL, uh, the game on Tuesday is the Blackhawks versus, sorry, pulling it up right now. Uh, Tuesday, the uh, Blackhawks versus the Blue Jackets. And then on Wednesday, we've got the Penguins, Maple Leafs, and the Bruins uh, Senators. So, 
What a surprise that top teams and the most watched teams in hockey are getting postponed while the others aren't. Um, that's right. been part of the big joke of the NHL this whole season of why some teams they're making play when they have, you know, seven people on COVID versus, you know, other teams that they'll cancel the games for. So um, it's a it's a mess. I don't think I don't think it's a smart move for anyone because one, if you don't have if you have the games and you have AHL G League, you know, players playing in the games, that's not who people are spending hundreds of dollars to go see. And you know, it's it's more it, it's out more to the fans and basically saying well, we'd rather just have the game than care about you guys. So I mean, I, I totally understand your argument. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I do like the taxi squad idea. I also think that the NBA needs to expand rosters. And I thought the NBA should have expanded rosters even before COVID. Like, yeah. I I just think it's it's good because 82 games is a lot of games, dude, in, a mm-hmm. six, in like a six-month period. And I, I also I agree with you, dude. I, I totally understand the thought process of like these guys are millionaires. They're getting paid this money to play games like they need to play because people are going to pay to see them play. And trust mm-hmm. me, a, a lot of these players like, dude, regardless of if they have covid or they're hurt, like they would be playing. But yeah, these these uh these uh training staffs the doctors are the ones holding them back dude because as we've gone on and we learn more and more about the human body and the wear and tear we've learned that 82 games is a lot you know i mean especially in the nba i can't really speak as much for the nhl but the nba we've they've learned that back-to-backs aren't good for the long span of a player's career so you see less and less guys as they get older play back-to-backs. You know what I mean? They get held yeah. out. So I don't hate the idea, but I do understand your argument. And that's a majority of people's argument. I totally 100% get it. It, it makes sense, dude. Like, I look at it from my perspective. Like, dude, if, if I was a, a dad, right, and I take my kid to a game, you know, mm-hmm. we, we might only go to one or two games a year. And let's say, for example... You know, Giannis comes out to, like, I drove to Sacramento to go see Giannis play a couple of years ago. Like, yeah. if I went there and he wasn't playing, I would have been devastated. Yeah. Because I spent all that money to go out to Sacramento to see him play. You yeah. know what I mean? So I get it. Think, but think in the long run, Lakers, like, any, any Lakers tickets are going to be priced higher than any... Any Lakers you know, any tickets others. are gonna be priced higher just because they're the Lakers, though. Yeah, and if he's if he's sitting on the bench or not even sitting on the bench, if he's not even there because of COVID protocol, like I just spent a grand on tickets in this trip to watch fucking Joe Schmo from the G League play. Well, I mean, it sucks, but it is yeah. what it is, dude. Well, I totally understand, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the NBA. Uh, so this week we had rumors uh, swirl that the NBA is going to move forward with a midseason slash pre-Christmas tournament. Uh, the tournament's going to shorten the season to 78 games and included in those 78 games would be the opening or the seeding round. So 
being an NBA fan, do you like the idea? No, it's fucking stupid, and it's not going to happen, dude. There's no fucking way this happens because this just this literally eliminates the postseason later on. It doesn't make it as cool or like I mean, like what do we expect of this tournament? Like, oh, my team won the midseason tournament. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, no one gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, or it's like, oh yeah, we won the midseason tournament, but then it's like you lose the finals. It's like you don't I even just, make the playoffs. Yeah. It it, it just. It's stupid, and it's not going to happen. The only way this happens is if they, like, were to break up the league into, like, four parts, and then mm. you have, like, two tournaments, and these teams never play each other except these two times a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is... It's yeah. fucking ridiculous, dude. And I guarantee there's no... They're not going to do it. If you look on Twitter when, uh, when Woj posted this, like, literally every comment is like, dude, why... Yeah. Of all things that yeah. NBA fans want, this is, like, not it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Silver seems pretty adamant about it, which is something that I'm a little, uh, un- I mean, not unhappy with. I'd- if they have it, they have it. If they don't, they don't. But uh, supposedly he's been working on this for years, and it sounds Fucking like it's gaining traction. But I- I'm with you. It's absolutely stupid because, you know, if you have – if you have teams competing for games that aren't meaningful in you know in the middle of the year then you're either going to get a g league teams uh or g league players comprising the whole team or you're going to have players get injured and if you have a player get injured mid-season for a game that doesn't even matter well i just think it well, what it does matter because the players are going to get like three million extra dollars or whatever it is they but the thing is, is like if the, each player gets a million if the team wins. Oh, that's, I mean, that's fucking that's stupid. But also, like, why take away from the regular postseason? Like, why do you want to devalue the actual postseason? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what is the fucking point of it? Yeah, like yeah. the postseason is there for a reason. So we're just gonna devalue it now and add in a fucking tournament that nobody fucking wants. Yeah. Or cares about, or care, yeah, or cares about, dude. This isn't yeah. fucking soccer, dude. And the good thing about like uh, the EPL and the Champions League is like the Champions League is the best teams in Europe from like multiple different leagues. You know what I mean? That's why it works. Yeah, like this is the NBA, dude. These thirty teams play each other year round. So yeah. why do we need a midseason tournament for what? To prove what? What are we proving here? What yeah, is the? There's, I don't get very it. Very little incentive. Yeah, yeah, very little incentive. Adam Silver, if you're fucking listening, don't do this, dude. Do not make this mistake. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. It's that time for best bet. So last week was a little rough, Ben. Um, I went zero two. Very rough. Uh, you went one in one, so not so rough. Together we went one in three. Um, you had San Francisco minus three and a half. That was an L. And then you had Kansas City minus ten and a half. That was a W. I had South Dakota plus three. Um, they got fucking waxed, dude. That shit wasn't even close, dude. Those motherfuckers couldn't stop a nosebleed. And then I had Kent State in football. Same thing, dude. Kent State allowed like 400 rushing yards against Miami, dude. Wasn't it 36 to 10 or something like that? 
uh, Kent State. Yeah. Nah, Kent State was like 51 to 35 or something. Oh, okay. okay. They, dude, they allowed like 600 and something total yards of offense. It was brutal, dude. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, but what's your two best bets this week? Okay, so for this week, I'm going to stick with football, uh, and we are going to go with the uh, L.A. Chargers minus six over the Denver Broncos. I'm really doing this because of how bad Denver played today. I was so unimpressed with both their offense and defense. I mean, I know their their defense only allowed 17 points, um, but it, so many you know interceptions that could have been, so many blown coverage that you know balls were you know overthrown which saved them um and their offense was absolutely atrocious only eight first downs today and yeah two of those were from penalties and that is not going to be a team that can put up any points uh, drew lock looked lost absolutely lost out there um so we're gonna we're gonna be banking on a chargers uh comeback week and uh we'll go chargers minus six um other game that i'm going to be doing is the kansas city chiefs minus four and a half over the cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals have been getting big wins but they're coming against you know kind of subpar teams and uh, that's going to be something that we're really going to look into um we've got uh, kansas city who is just I mean, they're dog walking teams. They are, you know, they're they're taking things, you know, to the extreme uh, in that first half, and then uh, you know, really just playing strong defensive ball in the second half. So we're going to uh, we're going to go with that four and a half. I think that's a great line. Um, I would definitely get that uh, while it's still low because I think we're going to have a lot of people who are, you know, going to jump on that minus four and a half. We'll probably see it, you know, jump to five and a half, maybe even six. So. I would, uh, I would definitely run on that. Nice, man. I, I do agree with you with the Bengals, Chiefs. I also like the, the Chargers line too. I mean, there was a lot of NFL look-ahead lines that I like this week, dude. So, yeah, it was tough for me because I wanted to go college football bowls, but with COVID and everything, we got games being canceled. So, I wanted to stay away from there. Um, so I'm going to go with a one NFL look ahead line. I'm going over 49 points, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and it's going to be snowing, Ben. That's the forecast yep. right now. So it is going to be snowing. But I think both of these offenses, I mean, these are both good defenses too, but I think both of these offenses are elite, top caliber. I like the over 49, but really I'm, I want to sit on this a little bit and because this is going to come down because people are going to see the snow. And it's going to come down yeah. to like 47. It's going to come down to like yep. 47, 46 and a half. I like it over 49, but I definitely think we can get a better number later in the week. So keep an eye on it. And then I like Memphis Grizzlies plus eight against Phoenix. Phoenix has Jay Crowder and a couple other guys that entered COVID protocols uh, today. They're the, they were the like the last team in the league that had like nobody that had COVID. So it was bound to happen at some point. We could see even more guys hit COVID protocol tomorrow. Grizzlies did send uh, Dylan Brooks into COVID protocol today. However, they have John Morant back. Desmond Bain's still there. They're playing some great fucking basketball. Phoenix coming off a bad loss against uh, the Golden State Warriors. They kind of let Otto Porter go ham on them. Bad yes, loss. So. Uh, give me Memphis plus eight here on Monday night. I think they're going to cover this game. I think they could honestly win outright, especially if uh, Phoenix has some more guys go out. Yep. 
Nice. So yeah, I like those four good bets there. Um, I'm also with you. Wait, uh, you know, wait till that uh, over drops a little bit. I think that'll. Uh, I think we'll definitely see that with the forecast. So, um, yeah. Four and I honestly three. wouldn't be shocked if it went up though too, because I mean these are two good offenses, dude. True. We saw last we year have, when. Uh, uh, we saw last year too, Ben, when Green Bay played Tennessee in the snow and everyone was like hammering the under and then the fucking game was like 60 points total, dude. It's like, honestly, like these good offenses, dude, the snow doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I see that it's just just going to be, it's going to be 35 and cloudy. So I don't see oh, that so it'll actually no snow be yet. snow. It's just going to be cold as fuck. I saw snowflakes on the forecast there. Oh, Okay. Either, but either I also way. didn't check game time, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on the weather report. I would say absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think I think you're good with that over forty nine. So sweet. All right, let's move back to our beer. Um, you had that German one uh, for your first beer, um, and then move to that Mason. That's two weeks in a row for you for uh, you know going Mason Nail Works. So yep. tell me how were those. So the German beer, like, dude, it smelled like fucking bratwurst, which was a little weird at first, dude. I'm not going to lie. But it's definitely, like, a good beer, dude. It's definitely a a beer to, like, sip on when you're, like, barbecuing fucking sausages, dude. For sure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It's definitely something I would drink again. So it's not necessarily something I would drink, like, on the daily, though. So I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of 5. The okay. second beer, the nice IPA. This one's good, dude. It definitely has like some pine scents, and um, I, I definitely see where they got the holiday flavor. It's a it's a good IPA, dude. And Mason Ale makes a good IPA, so I'm not shocked by this. I would definitely drink it again. I would definitely buy it again. I'm gonna go four point two five out of five. Okay. What did you give the uh, German one? Three point seven five out of five. Three point seven five. Okay. I- wasn't sure if you said that or 3.5. Ben's barely even right. touched his double IPA over there. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm taking sips right now just to confirm my my numbers just to make sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So I had the my first beer of the night was the um, Levante Brewing Company Purple Pine Drops and this was the pale ale, the hazy pale ale. Um, and coming in at 5.5%, uh, this wasn't necessarily my favorite pale ale and pales are definitely one of my favorite, uh, favorite types of beer. I also don't think pales should be hazy. Um, so that was already kind of a, a little bit of a hit, um, you know, for, for this one, the purple pine drops, it was, it was good. It was, um, you know, it reminded me more of an IPA than a pale. Um, and, it, it, the Simcoe and Strata hops definitely gave it a good taste. Um, but this beer just didn't really have much kind of oomph to me. Um, could have been the low percentage of 5.5 is pretty low for a pale. Um, and again, it's, it's just really like, it really reminded me of an IPA, which definitely dropped that down a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this a 3.75. I drink it again. It's it, it tastes tastes good but it's just not a pale to me um and that kind of gives it a little bit of a knock um then for the the second beer of the night we had um the 
before, during, and after Christmas beer. Uh, this was a New York City edition uh, at coming in at 8%. Um, this was the, sorry, double dry hopped, double IPA. And um, it definitely had the, uh, the tropical fruit. It had the orange zest. Um, and it was, it, I mean, it's 8%, but it doesn't taste like an 8%, which is uh, definitely a, a good quality in my eyes for a double IPA. Um, it is, it's thick. It is like you're drinking a loaf of bread, which is my only knock on this beer. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five. Um, it is nice. Dude. It's got great taste to it. It's got a good, you know, sometimes with that, that double dry hop, you get too much of that, uh, that hoppy, you know, oils and, um, and hoppy notes to it. And you really didn't get that with this beer. Um, this is my favorite IPA that I've had from Evil Twin. And yeah, it's crisp, it's light. Um happy with it. 4.5. Hell yeah, man. That's what I like to hear. All right. So that was the podcast. Thank you everybody out there for listening. Uh we got our sports yes. in, we got our beer in. Make sure to uh to go to Tavour, go to Tavour.com or download the app, use tap room when signing up to get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. Get that good beer for New Year's. I'll, I'll be, yep. oh, it probably won't come in time, but <laughs> it will come in time. But uh, Levante is on there. Um, Evil Twin is definitely on there, and uh, I've got another Evil Twin for next week, which is a very good thing. It is. It's a heavy one, so we'll see how that that goes with Imperial Stout. Um, but thank you again, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can go to the Twitter, which is at Taproom underscore sports. You can check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP. You can search for mine. Ain't going to find it. Go to www.taproomsportspodcast.com and you can find all of our podcast info and talking about our other, other podcasts. We've got AP Thursdays where Jordan and I are joined by Raider Eddie or AKA Durag Eddie. And um, we talk about all of the uh, all of the the week in NFL. We go over each and every NFL game. We make some best bets. We do a, a weekly draft. Um, it's a ton of fun. It is an absolute ton of fun. Make sure to check out TSP Wagers, uh, where we are going to be talking about the uh, college playoffs uh, this week. And that's uh, with Jordan and I. We've got uh, man so many podcasts we've got biscuits and barrels out once a month uh, that's going to be coming out again in uh, in two months i think we have another brewer coming on to uh you know to discuss some hockey with us which is going to be a ton of fun but uh that's it thank you again everyone i'm big fall and ben larson here with jordan stacks on stacks lads we will Sir. see you next week i'll have a great week happy new year Peace. Yes. Happy New Year. <laughs>